It's Monday. It's August 30th. And the word of the day is quadragenarian, which means a person between 40 and 49 years old. Used in a sentence, sure, Heath, being a quadragenarian kind of sucks, but at least it's better than all the other genarians you have to look forward to. It's true. Quingogenarian is next, and that sounds like a problematic Star Wars race. So. <laughs> I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick, and broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Kanye West cries for help at 40 bucks a ticket. OnlyFans will relent and leave Heath's backup career safe for now. And we'll take a vacation, so soak us in while you can. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight is my fellow skeptic rat, Eli Bosnick. Eli, Heath is off celebrating his 40th birthday, so I guess you're going to have to answer this one for him. Does Heath feel old now? Well, if he didn't already, the fact that I called all of his hotels and requested a walker and a bedpan is certainly going to get him there. No, Okay, get good. Him Glad to know that you're still <laughs> doing your thing. Now, before we begin, we want to offer a quick heads up that Skeptocrat is going to be taking a month-long sabbatical over September. Spring uh, break! Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to enjoy a long overdue vacation. Now, to be clear, we pre-recorded stuff for all of our other shows, so you'll still get them on their regularly scheduled days, but you can't really do that for a bi-weekly topical news show. But Skeptocrat will be back on October 11th. Yeah, we did consider getting ahead by just having me predict the news and then reporting on the opposite, because that would work nearly 100% of the time. But we agreed that's really a, a Final Destination movie waiting to happen, so we passed exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. In our lead story tonight, you know, well, I guess actually the fact that we're going on vacation is the lead story. This is the second <laughs> story tonight. You know how right before you leave a party, you make a quick list in your head of the people that you have to specifically say goodbye to before you take off? Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on having a more thoroughly planned exit strategy than the U.S. had in Afghanistan, apparently. <laughs> right, Despite having three presidencies worth of time to plan this, the U.S. military hadn't got much further than last one out as a rotten egg. And look... I will concede that Joe Biden was given a festering badger trachea and a pillowcase full of shit and asked to make a nice dinner for eight out of it. So, like, no matter what he did, this was going to be really terrible. But in keeping with that analogy, it seems like the best he could come up with was throwing handfuls of shit directly at the diner's mouths. I mean, has he never watched Chopped? The badger trachea is your remulade. Idiot! Come on! <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So, for over a week now, we've been seeing these videos and hearing stories of harrowing efforts to flee the country by Americans, our allies, and the Afghans who aided in our war effort. And though the media seems to forget this pretty regularly, it's worth noting that this was a coalition force, not just an American one. So there are plenty of like Australians and Norwegians and British people and shit also trying to get out in a hurry, too. Yeah, but does anyone blame Norway for the gap Norway has left in the smoked fish economy for the Taliban to fill? No. Un-American sentiment. That's what exactly. I thought. Exactly. No, exactly. Spread it around. That's the important <laughs> thing. Now, look, I absolutely do not know enough about military operations or logistics or diplomacy to shed much light on why this is such a deadly clusterfuck. Oh, oh, me too. Me, I also don't know that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But as near as I can tell from what I've read... Boo, nerd, we, reading, boo, just yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it is now. That's yeah. how it works now, yeah. So, but yeah, so we were basically trying to haggle 
uh, with the only buyer at the garage sale that wanted the old sofa, in a sense, right? Like, so either we take the price that they're offering or he picks it up from behind the dumpster for free tomorrow. Yeah, like once the Taliban knew the exact date we were leaving, they had no incentive to give anything up. Uh, but it's also worth noting that it also ain't our country and it never was. Now, and I do not mean that in the thus we have less responsibility for people's safety way. I'm a humanist. They're humans. But <laughs> but rather in a we didn't have the unilateral ability to do whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. Right. So we couldn't just fly out everybody that like helped us because, you know, if if the Afghani government stood up, they were going to need them, folks. <laughs> our obligations to the Afghani government tied our hands, at least in some ways. Like, for example, all the well, they should have processed visas faster talk that you're hearing now is largely ignoring the please don't start a mass exodus from our country and telegraph the fact that you don't think that I'm going to be in charge the day after tomorrow requests that U.S. forces were getting from the president on the other side. <laughs> Afghani guy is just like, dude, is my number not saved in your phone? I'm the president of the country. No, eh, for now you are. For yeah, now. It was that. It was that. It's like, yeah, it's like Mike Lindell, for, but for real. Yeah. <laughs> now, as with any politically charged topic, I've seen people getting it wrong on both sides, often on purpose. Uh, there's a concerted effort to absolve Joe Biden and his administration of any and all responsibility by blaming Trump's team for the shit hand that they were dealt. And, and to be clear, it was a shit hand, right? Yeah, like, sure. As discussed. And intentionally so. But still, he's a dude running the show, and he has been for plenty of time to make mistakes of his own since he was sworn in. Uh, the problem, apparently, was that the military was working with the idea that they'd have, you know, 18 months of stability to work with uh, in, in Afghanistan for this withdrawal, and it turned out it was closer to 18 minutes, right? Like, much closer to 18 minutes. Uh, clearly, there weren't sufficient contingency plans for the, okay, but what if it all goes tits up the second we line up to go scenario? Guys, our troops don't even have the Care Bear stare. These briefings seem a little optimistic to me. I just feel like, I mean, do we have any folders? It's honestly, it was, there was a lot of shit like that from what I'm reading. So, now, that being said, the claims from the other direction that Biden didn't want to deal with it and he ignored the warning signs, that, that's all bullshit, right? Republicans in Congress are lining up now like, uh, you know, yeah, we'd have totally supported sending in more troops or delaying the withdrawal or surging Afghan refugees into our care, even if it meant waiving the usual vetting process for visas. As yep. though we can't see them winking as they say it, right? And yes, <laughs> Biden ignored the advice of a lot of military leaders. But like to be fair, the military leader's advice has been, we need 18 months and X thousand more troops for 20 fucking years. So if he took the advice of his military leaders, he'd have done the same goddamn thing with Afghanistan that Trump, Obama, and Bush the lesser did. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I am shocked shocked that these guys at the military weren't super forthcoming on how to fire themselves from their trillion dollar decade long project shocked i say shocked yeah, two two decades plus yeah <laughs> but uh, of course the tragic disaster of a withdrawal is still ongoing so look it could wind up that kicking the can a few more times turns out to look way preferable than what we got like case in point the suicide bombing at the Kabul airport on Thursday that killed over 170 people, including 13 U.S. service members. So in contrast, the number killed in Afghanistan in all of 2020 was 11. Still, you could make a strong argument that 11 deaths to prolong that war is far more tragic than 13 deaths to end it. Whew. And on that note, we're going to toss things over to our first sponsor this week, Manscaped. Hi, darling. Yeah, I was just... Let you know I'm going to have to work another double. 
Well, I know I don't like it any more than you do, but the hospital is desperate. We're literally out of beds to put people in. Look, I don't want to be here, Karen, but this is a time... Manscaped. Uh, Excuse me, sir, you can't be in here. This is an emergency room. Oh, I've got an emergency, an emergency case of nut funk. That's why I use the peppermint-flavored ball wipes only from Manscaped. Did you unplug a ventilator for your amp? Nurse, nurse! I'll tell you what you'll be nursing, a case of Indian burn on your boner based on how much gooch will be spitting on your rod. I'm talking men, women, animals. You'll be unstoppable. Holy shit, did you block the ambulance entrance with your Hummer? Not as many Hummers as you'll be getting when people see that your infield is as downy as a raven's feathers in the rain. How do I get you to go away? Do you want money? Please, you're literally killing people. Head on over to manscaped.com slash skeptocrat to get 10% off the MoBag 3.0. It'll shave your bungalow boys so smooth, they'll coat the next spacecraft in your nuts. Okay, okay, look, I'm signing up now. Just please leave. You got it, huevos rancheros. And remember, that which is dead may never die. So does does Manscaped just not listen to the spots we do for him at all? Apparently not. Apparently not. And we're back. Next up in headlines in mutually insured destruction news. I think I speak for all of us when I say a return to normal seems further and further away these days. Like a half-decent Venom movie, we got a peak at normalcy over the summer, but now it's just getting pushed further and mm. further back. Well, don't worry, because like evictions, massive healthcare debt is back, baby, and it's here to stay. As we learned this week from a new study released by the Kaiser Foundation that found that most private insurers are no longer waiving cost-sharing for COVID-19 treatments. Okay, all right, so I know that this isn't the point of your story, but a hundred bucks says that the new Venom is at least as disappointing as COVID, okay? <laughs> oh, I will take that bet, sir. There is nothing right. Woody Harrelson can't make great. <laughs> of anger management everyone's favorite comedy maybe you've heard of it <laughs> now i want to point out that a lot of people might have no idea that insurance companies were ever waiving covid related costs based on the stories of financial devastation that have populated the pandemic but according to an earlier survey in november of 2020 88 percent of people enrolled in fully insured private health plans would have had their out-of-pocket costs waived if they were hospitalized with covid19 well now that the vast vast majority of people hospitalized with covid I don't know, deserve it for not getting the free fucking vaccine? I I don't know what their reasoning is. Either way, health insurance companies are going right back to evil as policy. Okay, but, like, I mean, this is kind of like that moment where Bruce Banner learned that he couldn't control the Hulk, but maybe he could direct it. Right, like, like insurance companies are finally using their evil for the powers of good here, I think. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird week. And, And related to that... This may actually move the needle when it comes to vaccinations in important areas. When the unvaccinated have been surveyed, they report that they would be willing to get the shot if unvaccinated people were no longer covered by their health insurance for COVID-19. So Hmm. maybe this is a good evil thing? Probably not, right? It's probably just going to make idiots desperately poor as well as stupid. But hey, 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 hey. 
if this works out, I think we should give Philip Morris another shot at selling cigarettes to kids or something. <laughs> I'm just saying, at this point, it could turn out to cure cancer based on how everything's going. You never know. Next up in headlines, in Lonely Fans news. <laughs> After a deafening online backlash, the website OnlyFans has withdrawn its plans to ban sexually explicit material from their site because what the fuck else do they even do <laughs> this reversal came less than a week after they originally announced the intended ban but apparently somebody pointed out that not having customers to pay them was at least as bad for business as not having a way for those customers to pay them so they decided to solve the fucking problem okay now that we got rid of those smut peddlers who's ready to finally enjoy our Shit, three magicians and two very confused chefs we have left on the website. <laughs> and one of the chefs is fucking himself with a cucumber. God damn it, God guys. Damn it, we can't. So Thumb. yeah, so this whole debacle stems from what seems to me anyway uh, to be a well-intentioned but misguided effort by the banks processing these payments to make sure that they weren't contributing to child pornography or exploitation or sex trafficking or something like that. Uh, when OnlyFans originally announced the ban, they said that the rules were necessary to comply with the requirements of the financial institutions processing their payments, and their reversals said that they could do so with assurances that their banking partners would allow them to support all genres of creators. Because... Apparently, somebody down at MasterCard realized that shutting down one of the few safe places for sex workers to ply their trade did not, in fact, protect any goddamn body. Yeah, a tactic that was used successfully, we should note, last year to take down Pornhub's payment system on behalf of a church cult posing as a nonprofit. Yep. If only yep. someone had gone on serious inquiries only to predict exactly this happening yeah. word for word. Oh, dude, I mostly chose this story so you could take a victory lap around Thank you. It. Seriously. What, Thank you. I, I, look, I, if, if the QAnon phenomenon has taught us anything, it's that concern for sexually trafficked children doesn't always lead to positive outcomes, folks. If I've said it and, once. Yeah, right? And after... <laughs> <laughs> And after a bunch of OnlyFans, most lucrative creators pointed out that there are, in fact, as it happens, other venues on the Internet that have pornography on them, their top brass relented. But to be fair to their management, which was being really dragged through the Internet's ring over the intervening week, banks charge a ridiculously high rate for adult content companies under the guise of protecting against sex trafficking. But again, as we learned from QAnon, that doesn't make much more sense than charging a higher rate to pizza parlors with the same excuse. No. All of this stems from puritanical fears of sexuality, especially Especially as it relates to women being able to cash in on it without a male intermediary. Yeah. Also, it's not like they got rid of their really problematic payment systems, right? All the like yeah. anonymous banking websites that are actually used for like crime and drug trafficking, they keep those. They just take a higher percentage of them. So yep. as has been pointed out elsewhere, every dollar of making it Harder for legitimate sex work to do business makes sex trafficking more likely. Yes. It, trust me, you could take it from a couple of guys who used to have to sit in a car with a stranger to buy drugs. It's never the safer option. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and speaking of getting vegetables conveniently delivered to your home, it's time for a word from this week's sponsor, Green Chef. Terry Shivo. Nope. Green Chef. Never mind. <laughs> H-O-T-P-O-C-K-E-T-S, Hot Pockets. What the pockets busy doing being hot? Are you tired of the same boring I meals? Just, dude. Done defrosting the same thing day after day? 
well, one, no, I'm not. And two, why are you doing announcer voice? Because this week's sponsor is Green Chef. What's Green Chef? It's the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef takes care of meal planning, grocery shopping, and even some food prep, giving you more time to tackle back-to-school season. Wait, there's a meal prep box for vegans? Not just for vegans. Green Chef lets you choose from 30 easy-to-follow recipes every week, with options for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, as well as meals to help you eat in a more balanced way. Plus, Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. It's actually the only meal kit that's both plastic and carbon offset. Wow, that seems important. It is. I was actually a Green Chef subscriber way before they were a sponsor, and they've taught me a ton of fantastic recipes. I still cook them on my own, even when they're not sending me the ingredients. I love their creamy mushroom pasta, their quick and easy veggie fajitas, or the roasted carrot side dish my baby just can't get enough of. A toddler eating a vegetable? Well, that must be good. It is. Go to greenchef.com slash skeptocrat100 and use code skeptocrat100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Wait, wait a second. I go to greenchef.com slash skeptocrat100 and use code skeptocrat100 to get $100 off, including free shipping? That's right. All right, Eli. I'm in. Just, just one question. Yes? How are you hiding in the oven when I'd already preheated it? Ah, uh, very carefully, Noah. Very carefully. Got it. And in complete West of Time news, nice. Kanye West has a mental illness. Yeah. His grip on reality varies wildly from the tenuous to the non-existent. And now you can buy tickets to Kanye's literal self-immolation because this is the music industry and that's how it works now. <laughs> ah, Yeah, well, since the 80s on the self-immolation. But I don't... It's like it's only self-immolation if nobody else is cashing in on it right like they're all kind of immolating him together i feel like it's a team effort yeah yeah that's true we know everyone helped so what i'm talking about is the most recent of mr west's listening parties for his recently released album donda now i should point out that these listening parties of which there were three or four it's hard to tell from various media reports i read they're just concerts right Am I missing yeah, something yeah. or were these just concerts? I was, I spent so long desperately digging through every article being like, why isn't it just called a concert? It's a concert. Anyway, the most recent one featured some truly bizarre shenanigans. So we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Damn the music industry for profiting off his mental illness. Anyway, let's make fun of it for our comedy job that we get paid for. But we, that's the thing. We don't pay him. He's, there's the. Nope. He makes nothing at all off of it. That makes it better. It's better. It's better. Oh, okay. That makes it better. That's good to know. That's good to know. Absolutely. (laughs) So firstly, we should point out that the entire listening party took place inside a stadium and in the stadium where the listening party was performed was a reconstruction of Kanye West's childhood home that he had built inside the stadium as a tribute to his mother, who the album is named after. Oh, oh, you're pausing there. Like, I'm going to dunk on Kanye's dead mom. Thank you, Eli. No, I'll pass. I'll pass. We are. Okay. Well, I would have written stuff now. Now I feel silly. Right. It's weird when Heath's off for the week. It's I know. Thank you. (laughs) Could have had him right in. Heath, if you're listening to this, will you just tweet some mean stuff about Kanye's dead mom and people can just sort of fill it in on their own? 
while you're on vacation. Secondly, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there less heartwarmingly, <laughs> Kanye invited recently exposed sexual abuser Marilyn Manson and self-exposed homophobe rapper DaBaby onto the stage, but not like for anything. Really? They didn't, yeah, they didn't sing or participate in the song. He was just like in the middle of one of the numbers and they walked out of the house so that the performance could have a assholes who were rightly canceled on Twitter theme, I'm guessing. Wait, maybe he hoped he would look like less of an asshole in comparison? Ooh, perhaps? yeah. That's like, good. I'm the least of an asshole on this entire stage. <laughs> Bill Cosby pops out of the <laughs> chimney. Look, uh, I'm actually a pretty good guy, considering. <gasps> anyway, then he, he performed some more music numbers. Then... He set himself on fire, literally. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a stunt, so it was stunt fire or stunt clothing that you wear so you can catch on fire and not die, and he's fine. But, yeah, he just sort of set himself on fire. And then, and then, Kim Kardashian came out in a wedding dress, and they left the concert listening party holding hands, which, considering their recent divorce, is both a weird-ass stunt for them both to participate in and entirely apropos for their personalities. I mean, I get it. Is what, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I like the ordering of it, right? Because that's also what Heath said he would do before he would get married. So there's, yeah, it looks yet more shit that him and Kanye have in common. <laughs> <gasps> have you ever seen Kanye and Heath in the same place at the same time? <laughs> Come to think of it. I'm kidding. Heath refused to wear the Kanye West costume I bought him last year. It was a whole, whole thing. Lastly... I should point out that it's been rumored that each of these listening parties would mean the release of the album, and I am pleased to announce that at last it is here. And the first track is Someone Saying the Name Donda 40-something times. Just, wow, that's, that's it. that's worth the wait. Without a rhythm or music. So, congrats to the Yeezy fans, I guess. If you find yourself having a hard time getting into it, you can... Light yourself on fire at home. <laughs> <laughs> and in Alcoholics Julia Nanimimness news. Fantastic. I see where you're going. I see where you're doesn't going. doesn't work at all. There are a lot of wrong answers to are you an alcoholic? Just ask Heath. But from <laughs> ages 1 to 15 should count in the average to what in the world could that be to fuck off? Heath has never managed to fuck up his answer as bad as Rudy Bethesda Giuliani managed during no, an interview isn't. with NBC <laughs> New York. When asked to comment on numerous reports that he has a serious drinking problem, Giuliani fired back, quote, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a functioning. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> I got to start thinking about sentences the way before I start them. But, but also, side note, Rudy. No, you're not, man. No, nope. you melted into a pool of hair dye on national yep. television. You sure are the did. definition of a non-functional alcohol. Yeah. Oh, so to be clear, the whole interview was the kind of disaster that only Rudy Four Seasons Landscaping Giuliani can deliver. Ostensibly, Ooh. it was for an upcoming piece on 9/11's 20th anniversary, but it pretty much went off the rails immediately. Like Even before the question of his alcoholism, he had already resorted to saying, and I swear this is a real quote, quote, what's happened is our country has gone off the rails. I'm exactly the same person. They changed, end quote. 
And and by they, to be clear, Rudy means everyone but him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but whose idea was it to get Rudy for the 9-11 yeah, celebrity <laughs> You all became too firm and difficult to melt is the problem. <laughs> this is great to celebrate our national tragedy. Yeah, I'm no, glad we good. brought him to this solemn fucking occasion. America's mayor. So yeah, Giuliani also took some time to swat down charges against him that haven't even come to light. Like, you know, like innocent people do. He he was asked about the ongoing investigations into, like, virtually everything he's done in the last 40 years. And he, Him. Yeah, exactly. And he feigned outrage and said, quote, this is as unconstitutional as you can get. Investigate my life, even my time as mayor, for some crime or something they can distort into a crime. End quote. Not adding, what am I, a minority? A homeless? <laughs> Who cops were instructed to murder on Christmas Eve, but then the whistleblower okay. was murdered so, and everyone yeah, just forgot so, about it. So much. He's so much like that. That All of that shit is so much more believable now that we know Rudy Absol- the way we know yeah. Rudy. <laughs> Crazy 2001 Eli gets a lot more credit from me than he is. Right. Yeah, exactly. But he saved his best responses for the booze questions. So there have been plenty of reports from numerous sources that place Giuliani's head firmly inside a few White House lampshades over the years, right? Mm. Most notably, he was apparently gloriously shit-faced on election night and spent the evening drunkenly barking at Trump that he should just go out and say he won. So <laughs> when the interviewer asked about those reports, uh, not reports that he was drunk at that very moment, mind you, he said, quote, Never. I don't think I've ever done an interview drunk. <laughs> and, and okay. Then he, and then he channeled Brett Kavanaugh long enough to add, quote, I mean, I drink normally. I'd like scotch. I drink scotch. <laughs> quote. <laughs> don't keep talking. Do not keep. <laughs> hey, uh, pro tip, podcast listener. If someone accuses you of being addicted to something, anything, any any object, substance, whatever it is, don't start listing your favorite kind of that thing. Right. It's never not going to help. It's you're never denying it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but apparently the, the side of one wheel was still just barely touching against the rail. And this train had more wreck to offer because after stammering through his, I'll punch you in the tit if you say I'm drunk right now tirade, <laughs> he addressed the larger question of his alleged drinking problem by adding, quote, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a functioning I probably function more effectively than 90% of the population, end quote. What? Yeah, no word on whether his fact he was like leaking lubricant as he said that part or not. Oh, no, he was leaking. It's just about whether or not we could yeah. see it as the American people. 90%. He sees me walking down the street and he's like, damn Olympians. Just going, getting in my face. Is that he's eating two bear claws in between two more bear claws as a sandwich? <laughs> Health nuts. Uh. And finally tonight, in double your money news, podcast listener. Sometimes here on the Skeptocrat, I choose a story just for the amount it will haunt. No illusions and Heath. <laughs> I'm so sad that Heath isn't here for this. <laughs> so here we go. There are very, very few of society's sucker traps that I haven't fallen for. From fad diets to Furbies, if there's a gotcha to be got, I'm a giver of gotness. With one very special exception so far. The lottery. Yes, the act of throwing your money in the garbage in case there's a leprechaun in the can who rewards you for your generosity (laughs) is 
pretty silly, especially when you consider that lottery programs make the majority of their money off gambling addicts who would actually find a lot more resolution to their financial woes by not playing yeah. the lottery rather mm-hmm. than winning. But the only thing more silly than the activity itself is the reporting on it. And we got, I will say, the greatest example of this that I have seen to date this week when it was reported that a married couple won the lottery twice because they bought two tickets with the same numbers Wait, on them. What? It's, o- <laughs> it's okay. All right. And the fact that we as a nation are... Half of one doubled is two levels of bad at math is exactly why we spend $71.8 billion every year on lottery tickets. Yes. Yes, it is. Now, I want to say at the outset, I have no idea why you would buy two tickets with the same numbers. Okay. According to every source I read, they have to split the winnings now among the two tickets. (laughs) I, I guess it's nice in the poetic sense that they each won technically, but they they do get the same amount of money as if they just bought the one ticket. Yeah. In actuality, they probably get less because now they each have to pay taxes on the winnings instead of just one That's of them it, paying man. taxes on the winnings. But but that hasn't stopped several news agencies from speculating with wonder at the chances of a married couple. Both winning the lottery at the same time. Okay, so I'm sorry, people are speculating on the odds that the lotto numbers that come up for this week will be the same as the lotto numbers that come up for this week? <laughs> it's insane. You have to read the story in the show notes. It's insane because it's, I, I expected there to be like a wink at the end of the state. It's fucking nuts. All right. So the winners <laughs> who chose not to be anonymous because they love being asked for money by their families, I guess, have, of course, asked the only thing less likely than a lottery ticket win god yeah with luther cannon the husband of the couple writing on his facebook quote thanking god for another day and praying for all my family and friends that we all get the wake-up call have a blessed day end quote mm, something tells me he's not as devout when it comes time to tithe but uh, you know but who knows <laughs> given the dumb we've seen out of him so far who knows possible okay one last thing on this story, because it just makes me so fucking happy. One of the places that I found this was the New York Post. And in the New York Post, for like the final line of the story, they quote one well-wisher, the most liked comment on the lottery website, who writes, What luck! He has to be the luckiest man ever to win on both tickets. All I can say <laughs> is wow. End quote. And you know what? I agree, lottery commenter. All I can say is wow. Yeah. Holy fuck. On that quintessentially American note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. Thanks to Heath Enright. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash Just like the people who will be thanked by name on our next episode, which is way the hell in October. Sorry for the delay. And whether Ooh, or not- that's a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blame Heath. Blame Heath. 
mostly his fault. And whether or Changed not you're all feeling the financially benevolent like those Asshole. fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes for your church, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, which will once again be on their normal release schedule throughout September. We have one Don't last freak thing. Out. <laughs> Let's compliment that pianist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the Virtuosic Music Stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Rudy Giuliani's an alcoholic. Just, just one question. Yes? How are you hiding in the oven when I'd already preheated it? Ah, uh, very carefully, Noah. Very carefully. Got it. I'm pretty burnt. That joke would be way funnier if you weren't Jewish. I think it's funnier because I am Jewish. Okay, all right. Well, if you say so, then yes, yeah, obviously, no. but I don't... Felt a real connection to my great-grandpa not. there. You're not Jewish, but I mean, you you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm Jewish enough for that joke. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Jewish enough that they wouldn't care, right? Like, there's right. no way they'd be like, oh, an atheist. Oh, okay, well, in that case. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.